Welcome to the Amphenol Frontline Podcast, where we share success stories and best practices of Amphenol management throughout the corporation. This episode features Dave Silverman, Head of Human Resources for Amphenol. We talk about taking the lessons learned from dealing with the COVID-19 outbreak in our Chinese facilities to better prepare us as it spread to the rest of the world. We also talk about the importance of each employee being diligent about their personal health, both at work and at home. And finally, talk a little about upcoming testing at our facilities as together we combat the coronavirus pandemic around the world. As you've been involved with this coronavirus effort at corporate since it began, it it began a lot sooner than just mid-March when it seemed to hit all of us here in the U.S. I mean, this started back in January, and Adam was talking about it a couple weeks ago on the episode that we did with him, that it really hit home once they started closing cities in China. What were some of the initiatives that you took uh, at corporate to start to make sure that we are taking care of our employees, um, that we the, the factories are taken care of properly, um, that we look at testing and, and those uh, types of systems to make sure our employees were safe. Yeah, I mean, one of the, the tremendous advantages that Amphenol has in fighting the COVID-19 pandemic now is that we have a lot more experience than a lot of other folks in the U.S. just mm-hmm. because we have been fighting this really for so long. I remember the, the early days in late January, early February, when this was starting to bubble up in China. And there was a lot of fear and uncertainty. And uh, this ultimately culminated in in the shutdown of Chinese operations for several weeks. Um, we didn't quite have a good sense of really what would happen next. Um, I mean, it's very clear now looking back that the Chinese government did a great job from a public health standpoint in, in stemming the spread of coronavirus mm-hmm. in all of the cities in which we operate. Um, but this there was constant calls every morning, every evening, just touching base with the China team as they waded through uh, the various closures, the various petitions with the local governments to reopen the plants, um, and then the requirements by those local officials, which was you know setting up kiosks outside to, to screen for temperature, having face masks, a very uh, regimented cleaning schedule, um, you know, de-densification, uh, barriers between people, you know, all the process for how to handle people who were suspected to have coronavirus, which of which we had many in China early on, of which none came back positive, which is quite amazing. Um, so really, we learned what we're doing to tackle this virus elsewhere in the world through the trials and tribulations of our amazing uh, China team. I mean, China was not prepared for this at the beginning, just as the rest of the world was not. Um, They they definitely caught up faster and put in place uh, stricter measures than the rest of the world. And I mean, I'm a firm believer that we can put in every measure we, we possibly can. We're already doing this to keep all of our employees safe, to really stem any spread within our facilities. Um, a lot of this comes down to people's honesty in reporting whether they feel ill, whether they have a test pending, whether someone in their household is ill, if they've been in an area that was a hot spot. A lot of this ultimately though uh, comes down to public health. And if you have it in your community, 
there's a high likelihood that someone in your plant will get it. Um, so what do you do given that? You put in, in place all of these measures that we had in China relative to hygiene and, and face masks and cleanliness and you know, spreading people out and reducing commonly touched surfaces and all of these logical things that are pretty straightforward, more fresh air, et cetera. Um, but what we've done very well at Amphenol as well is really when we have a case, we take it incredibly seriously. Um, I've heard of most of the uh, suspected cases. I've heard of all of the confirmed cases. We contact trace. We send uh, a lot of people home for quarantine pending tests. Um, and this has proven to really break that chain of infection. I, I hope that this continues to be an effective tool for us, which I think it will be. So a lot of best practices and lessons learned then from China. So by the time it got to uh, Europe and ultimately the U.S., uh, in North America, Canada, Mexico as well, did you feel like you had, I don't want to say a, a a great sense of what to do, but you certainly were a little bit ahead of the curve then or ahead of where others might be as far as what practices and guidelines to implement? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, absolutely. We had a we had a definite head start. We had a playbook. You know, it obviously hit in a different way. Um, the governments elsewhere in the world dealt with this in different ways. The rest of the world kind of all started to realize the severity of this pandemic at essentially a similar time frame. So we already in China had in place some supply lines for critical materials that we got out into the field very quickly. We were able to share presentations from EWEN, uh, the head of HR in Asia, who's done an unbelievable job uh, battling COVID-19. Uh, we were able to share that information broadly with the management team and put in place a lot of the, the measures that they had put in China elsewhere. Of course, I mean, there's some, some slight differences based on region. There was kind of a comfort level with wearing face masks that we debated, uh, you know, many, many, many times uh, before we ultimately mandated them, which was somewhat dependent on having adequate supplies in place. Um, all of these things were were essentially tried out for for you know six weeks or more in China, which gave us a, a big leg up. Um, and you know while I work from home and a lot of our fellow you know non-essential people, non-essential in terms of not needing to be in the plant every day, have worked from home. You know, we've essentially operated the, the vast majority of the entire company through this entire pandemic. And the number of cases that we've had is, is relatively low. And the, the number of cases that have spread within our facilities is maybe one. Um, so we've done really a, an excellent job in doing what we can to stem the flow of this virus throughout any of our facilities. And I, I think that you know, we're going to continue to be effective in, the, in this uh, fight against COVID-19. I'm more optimistic now that we can have this in our communities and we can prevent it from spreading in our plants than I was probably eight weeks ago. One of the things you, you brought up that I think is important to talk about is the fact that we want to emphasize to our people the practices of mask usage, social distancing, washing their hands, not just at work, but really throughout their personal lives. In addition to that, 
making sure that if they have any symptoms that we want to make sure that they notify us immediately, stay at home, call in, report, do whatever. Uh, just if you can put a kind of a button on that and really emphasize that, what would you say about those things? This varies by culture to some degree, but we're all in it together. I mean, we're only as safe as the weakest link in any of our facilities. And we are relying on a lot of self-reported data. Um, so we're going to just have to make this such a push within Amphenol that people have to realize that it's everybody's duty to keep our plants safe. That if you come in with a cough, even if you think it's a minor cough, and you end up giving this virus to somebody who ultimately has a pre-existing condition or is of a certain age bracket, you know, you could really put that person in a lot of danger. Um, this is a, a virus that is very serious. Um, we've had some people at Amphenol that have been very ill. As you know, we've also lost a, lost an employee, which is horrific. Mm -hmm. And it's our duty as members of this company to be honest and forthright about any any conditions that people have, any risks that people have in their households, any risky behavior that people have taken. Um, this has to be known and it has to, you know, there's obviously only so much as an employer in most of the world that we can do to really track and, and tell people what to do in their personal lives. But mm -hmm. this is a scenario where, you know, we have to make more efforts to encourage our employees to be uh, safe in both their personal lives and their work lives. And that's something that we're going to do through a lot of messaging, a lot of leadership, um, you know, branding, marketing, posters, all of these things right. that, you know, we're in it together. And it's it's our du each individual's duty to make sure that they're not putting anyone else in a dangerous situation. So, Dave, we just talked to Rick Schneider a couple days ago about some of the the things that we're looking at and the systems we're looking at for things like temperature screening, automated temperature screening and contact tracing as we start to slowly integrate back into our factories with more people than just the the essential workers. Um, part of that also, at the reintegration back into the factories, is going to be availability of testing for people. Can you talk a little bit about what you've been looking at at the corporate level as far as testing our employees is concerned? Yeah, I mean, testing has been a, a tricky thing for, for us to get our head around just because of all of the various locations that we have throughout the world. Right. Um, so what we've been focused on mostly at the corporate level is, is trying to uh, figure out a testing regimen that would work for the U.S. Um, primarily mm -hmm. um, because it's really country by country, even region by region, city by city, hospital by hospital to some degree. Mm -hmm. um, so Rick and I have been working with some of the large lab companies to see if we could put together a contract so that we could order testing for any employee we want, anywhere we want, anytime we want, for any reason we want which mm -hmm. is obviously the ideal scenario. And this is not only testing for symptoms, but it, we would make available testing for antibodies. This, this IgG test that some oh, people okay. have heard about. Yeah. Our success so far with this has been mixed. Um, basically, in the last week or so, in America at least, uh, testing has opened up tremendously. 
Um, it used to be in most locations, they were only testing severe cases. Then sometime last week, it seemed to open up to people with milder symptoms. And then really just this week, we've been able to get tests for some of the people that have been exposed to coronavirus within the ethanol population uh, who have no symptoms. Um, doesn't require a prescription from a doctor any longer. Um, and we're able to get through people through drive-through screening centers, which is a very positive development for us. I mean, testing is going to be a very critical component of how we get workers safely back and how we operate with COVID um, in the communities and the populations through the coming period before a vaccine is developed. And I'm encouraged that it seems to be opening up more. I mean, in an ideal world, you would test, test everybody Monday and Wednesday. And, you know, ultimately, you know, that would catch a, a number of people who have no symptoms who might be positive that you send home before they are very contagious. And this is uh, something that we're not certainly there yet, but hopefully someday we will be. Dave, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. My pleasure.